Greetings, fellow slingers, and greetings, fellow agents. It is I, your trusted handler, Brian, welcoming you once again to another installment of our Gaslight Scenario. Can you believe we're already on part five? I think I just said this on part four that I, I can't believe that it's gone as long as it has gone. And, and who knows? Maybe we'll go for another three or four more installments. Who knows? Uh, right now, I'm mostly playing it by ear as long as it stays within the confines of the overarching story, which you know it's really important to do that. Uh, but what I, I want to hear in from all of you guys out there, let me know what you're thinking of this so far because it'll kind of determine whether or not my next scenario will be another homebrew like this one or we're going to run a published one. And if you guys want to hear a published one, then reach out to me at rollthehard20podcast at gmail.com or on any one of our social media footprints and let me know if there's another Delta Green scenario that you'd like for us to run because I am totally down for this game as I know that the other hard slingers are as well you know they like getting their their two d10s out and slinging them bones which is what we do here I know I kind of digress from time to time at the beginning of every episode and yeah you know what I'm, I'm kind of excited about it um you know, I just want to get to the, to the meat and potatoes but as always I like to try to go over some of the business that we have at hand we will be preparing to run our Pathfinder 2nd Edition AP called Blood Lords. Book one is Zombie Feast. It looks like the roster is going to be myself, obviously, as your GM, as well as a couple of other hard slingers and hard slinger of your. Now I can finally announce that, and I'm looking forward to it. We're going to have Junior, Chris, Ratke as our regular lineup, and we're bringing in hard slinger of your. Samwise Didier. You might remember hearing him as Tyrannus during the Riders on the Storm campaign, and also he plays Agent Ichimaru Kimura on all of our Delta Green scenarios. Really looking forward to that. Sam and I, we go back back to when we were 15 years old, so that kind of puts us back way almost a century, at least a half a century. Anyways, I hope everyone's enjoying it, but I'm not going to waste any more time because I've already gone two and a half minutes. So let's just warm up our dice and top off our glass as Roll the Hard 20 Podcast presents Gaslight Part 5. Enjoy. it's like sorry bro like not that type like yeah other, not like that like yeah, happy the other, yeah. yeah the other type it's the flintstone type we do yeah yeah exactly exactly whatever it's all well in you guys' worlds yeah Everything's just, doing all right just getting done with work I'm trying to find uh whatever you won the lottery all those years ago you're lying who did just do the shit for fun Chris, dude, oh, I shit. wish, I wish, man. You know what I would do if I won the lottery? This, <laughs> not work. That's it. That's right. I know I wouldn't. I don't know though. I, don't. I would find something to do, but it wouldn't have nothing to do with automotive repair. You say that now? You'd be like pimping out hot rods in your garage. <laughs> yeah, no. pimp my ride, Johnny Florida Pimpin edition. Blow. Yeah. <laughs> 
Oh, you know, man. you like popcorn, so we put in five popcorn makers. So it's been like, what, two weeks since our last recording? I, you yeah. know, what's funny is like once everything drops, though, it's it's pretty seamless. You don't know that there's a, a lapse because we're not going to drop everything until everybody, until they're all done anyways. And it's all audio anyways, so you could show up half naked if you wanted to. The, the two hours, no. the, the two weeks though. I mean, I, I'll be honest. I struggle with us having two week break mm-hmm. for this because I, it's like, I'm, as we're getting, I'm just starting to get like back into it and I don't feel it's like as fluid and as easy. No, it's not because you're trying to maintain a certain level of heightened um, fear or yeah. suspense, I should say. You're maintaining a, a certain heightened level of suspense. And that makes yeah. more sense. Yeah. Um, like, unlike like with, the, I'm sorry, go ahead, please. Ladies first, please. Chris, you gonna take that? <laughs> I'm sorry, <laughs> you're breaking up. I can't hear you. <laughs> what I was gonna say is uh, unlike with Dragon's Demand, when we have like a week or two off, it's it's more seamless jumping back into it again. As yeah. opposed to this, where that's why I prefer to run something from start to finish. Usually just sit down for the full five hours and just blast through it. It just is a little more user-friendly for, for me doing the edit and for everybody else staying fully engaged in the story as well. So I think we should we should plan for the, the next time we do this, we should do that. Because I, I think it'll it'll be better. I do. No I pun, but say. that's hard and long to do. That's like a hard uh-huh. 20. Oh. Um, no, I was just going to say, uh, devil's advocate, though, it is nice to walk away for like a week and be like, all right, what's my next move? Yeah, yeah it, it's a good and a bad thing, though, if you think about it, because if you have the opportunity to walk away and think about it, then you could uh, you could plan your move and say, OK, I, uh, this is the strategy I'm going to use. But if you're still in the game then you yeah. maintain that level heightened of suspense where something's coming down. What are you going to do? You got to react now. You got to mm-hmm. figure it out now. What would your agent do? Because he's got to deal with it now. I so think I, the, I think, uh, yeah, go ahead and finish. I was just gonna say, I, I think that le- leads well into the, uh, the role-playing aspect. I think that the only person that has advantage, not D and D advantage, um, when we go for two weeks is you personally. Yeah. Uh, when you, as, as the handler, you have the advantage. Only if I'm completely, completely making this up on the fly and I'm not because, um, I gotta have a, an overarching storyline for when we do this. So I need to know what the starting point is, what all the hooks are, the narrative that goes through. And then there's gotta be a resolution. Usually yeah. the resolution is, one of two or three or four items that you guys choose based on your actions to do. So I can't just make it up because then it, it just seems like a hodgepodge. So really you guys have the advantage because if you guys I keep would... me going, I've got to, I've got to memorize the whole thing with a homebrew. That's not too bad, but with a published adventure, I have to know it front and back. So <clears throat> not we to should... lift the, curtain too much but there's also times where we'll talk a little bit and it's like well what do you want to do and if we've got something that's a little off the wall we'll kind of give a head up heads up like we might be doing this so you may want to prep a jamaican voice or 
you may, you know, think about this. We'll kind of give you a little hint that way. It's not like, Hey, can we do this? And you're like, Oh, uh, maybe I'm pretty good about that. But you guys are really good about getting back to me when I ask you, uh, what are you guys going to do this week? So we could expedite whatever it is we're doing and we don't have to heavy edit it, which, which, which we can do. But What you don't know is that when we tell you what we want to do, you don't know if that's really what we're going to do or not. <laughs> so we could throw you a change up and say, nah, we're not doing that tonight. We're going to do this. Go bait and switch. Well, let's talk about what we're going to do tonight. Let's lead this, this train. Lead us in. in. Greetings, fellow slingers. Welcome back to Roll the Hard 20 podcast. It is I, your trusted handler, Brian, welcoming you to another episode of our Gaslight Delta Green scenario. And with me, my agents, Agent Rice and Agent Ramirez. Yeah. Woo-hoo. What a player. So to give you guys a little bit of a lead in as to what was going on last time, you guys had returned from the green box, which was in a uh, rundown Bob's big boy. It was closed down. Uh, the green box itself was inside of the walk-in freezer. You guys collected some materials out of it. And in the process, you guys came up with a pretty good idea as far as using this sniper rifle that you recovered to kind of use it as a as a prop to what is it you wanted to do? You wanted to frame Randall and, Schaefer, mm-hmm. who's going under the moniker of Doc Rondall. And when you fired off a couple shots out of this thing, Ramirez, you were immediately assailed by this ancient well, not ancient, but like a, a memory from World War II of being a sniper with this weapon, taking somebody out, and it just really damaged your sanity to the point where you're almost at the breaking point. And then you guys, on your way back to the precinct, decide you guys were going to split up. Agent Rice, you were going to go to the precinct and, and check in with the bullpen with Lieutenant Fontenot and Ramirez. You were going to go secure a hotel room, mm-hmm. and what you did do. And Rice, you met with your friendly officer, Patricia Hill. And when you were getting information about what she knew about the killings, you were looking at the pictures and noticed that in the crime scene photos, when they were taking pictures of the bystanders, you noticed there was one individual that was in every one of them, except for the very first one. It was a tall African-American man. And progressively, the photos from those crime scenes moving forward, he looked worse and worse and worse in each picture. And then that was when Lieutenant Fontenot came in and said that they had found another dead body at some point. Well, basically, you had to follow him because they were going to go out to the crime scene. And where is your partner, Agent Ramirez? Now, we're in the motel Leave It In. Ramirez, you're sitting in this dirty-ass room. It's quiet, except for the moaning of the coupling of individuals on either side of you. Goes on for a few minutes and then stops. A few minutes after that, you hear one of the doors open and close. You hear people walking out, and then the whole hallway gets quiet. You almost feel as though you're alone in this entire wing of this motel. And you start thinking about everything. Think about the sniper rifle, the visions that you had. You think about being back 
on the uh, Aqua Fortune with Agent Caldwell. Think about the decision you guys made regarding that uh, extraterrestrial biological entity. A lot of things are starting to wear on you, including the things that actually brought you into focus of Delta Green. Tell me what you, uh, how you're feeling as you slowly start devolving away yeah, from sanity. Um, he's sitting there, and um, he is freshly showered. You actually see that he's shaved, so no beard, but um, he's sweating. You know, and it's not just the fact that the AC is not working. Um, he's he's a little bit trembling, a little bit of alcohol shakes. Um, but you just see in his eyes that he's he almost looks like he's fallen asleep, but it's like he's in that half sleep, half awake uh, moment. And he just snaps out of it because he just keeps every time his eyes fully close, he feels that, you know, he sees that shot and the the person that falls that's in that, uh, you know, that Russian outfit. And he just can't stop thinking about um, German outfit, German outfit. I'm sorry. Um, but that, that period, you know, it's, it sticks in his mind from what he knows about history. And he's thinking about, um, like you said, everything that he's gone through. Um, and it's like the small, like glimmer in the back where he, he's thinking about his grandfather and these stories that his grandfather used to tell. And he just, it's like an inspiration. And, um, he pulls out his cell phone and he, he dials his grandfather. Rings. Rings once twice three times and you hear the line pick up and he goes hello hello Z Zadie Romy is that you Nishid it's been so long since I've heard from you what I calls you where, where have you been booby all this time uh, uh just just working on some research uh uh grandpa how what, what do you how are you you oh, you know, I'm doing well. I was down at the corner store talking to Murray the other day. You know, you remember Murray? Is the, the guy with the bald head with the comb over and everything? He was telling me that he was going to get some tomatoes in. They're like 25 cents a piece. I was like, Murray, that's too much money. I don't, I, I'm, I'm not working anymore. So, I, you know, we haggled back and forth. He gave them to me for 23 cents. And I agreed to give him a bottle of Pepto-Bismol. Next time he comes over to the house. He's coming over, we're going to watch some All in the Family. Uh, we're just going to hang out. He's a really good guy. You got to come by, Booby. We miss you so much. You know, ever since your grandma died, I, nobody calls anymore. You don't call. You don't, you don't write letters. You don't do the computer thing to me anymore. I don't know. No, I, I'm very lonely. What, where have you been, Booby? I, I don't see you anymore. He just like runs his hand through his mostly bald head and he's like i i i know zadie i know i, I know uh it's just been rough you know like leaving leaving the university has been hard on me you know everything i've been going through with uh you, audrey you okay booby Romeo, are you, you okay you you tell your zadie let me know what, what is going on with you do you think uh i know you don't like talking about this stuff but i do you remember when I was a kid and boy all the time I tell Murray all the time he comes over with the kid all I'm so proud of you I tell your papa every time I see him how proud I am of you all the time how's the uh the law firm still you know, getting those they, big they, cases they, you know, they call me all the time they want me to consult on certain cases they tell them I don't do that no more 
I sold it to you. And then I go in there every couple times a week, get a cup of coffee, get a block of a, and uh, they, they want me to help them out. They say, go home, go home. I'm like, but I feel like I'm at home here. And, uh, and, and we, we play that back and forth. But they really like me being there. They like me to look at the cases every now and then. And I like to do that. So it's going well. It's going well. He's going to kind of like abruptly, he's going to be like, good, good. Hey, c- can I ask you about something? I know, I know you don't like talking about the old days and the old country, but uh, did, did you ever know anything in the war? I know you had some, some war stories. Um, oh, I've got stories all, all day long, but you know me. I don't like to talk too much about that. It, it, it really haunts me at times, Romy. Just, what, what? I, I don't know. It's like this, like a nightmare I've been having. I just see this, this like bullet and it, it, it takes a man and it shoots him. And, uh, this rifle, I can't help, but think somehow this is connected. Do, do you relate to any of this? Do you have anything to, you know, you relate to any of that? Well, you know, back during the, the second war, you know, when, uh, I did my my part in Russia, you know. You know that movie, Enemy at the Gates, that's loosely based on my story. You know that. Loosely, I say, but it's still based on me. I say it all the time, Murray. He don't believe me. I said, Murray, you see that? That's me all the time. But uh, your grandma, she she didn't believe it either. But uh, you and I both know. But yeah, there, there was a lot, of, uh, a lot of bullets for a lot of people. A lot of bullets for a lot of people. And... Uh, how, how do you get past something like that, Zadie? Well, you know, there were times that when you would come over and your grandma would tell you that I was out. I was out doing business. I was doing business. I was actually seeing somebody. And I don't like to talk about that because it, it, it required a lot for me to get that out of my system. I went to see this doctor a lot more than I think anybody might think. And when... When you're a young man, you don't want to ever think that you're that vulnerable, but even men need help at times. You know, we carry, a, we, we got our own black crow through our lives. And every time we, we go someplace, there's always this, this cloud and it gets darker and it gets bigger. And uh, the only thing I could say is when you're looking down the scope and you see this individual, it's a hair breath to pull that trigger. And once you do, that person on both sides of that scope will forever be changed. He just lets out a really deep breath. I'm, I'm sorry to, uh, I think it's just the stress, you know, everything I've been going through is just working me up into this stuff. I, I appreciate you talking to these things. Do I need to come down and kick some ass for you? No, no, everything's okay. Murray's got the car. I, we'll get the car, we'll get on down there, and we'll take care of whatever we got to take care of. Wait, well, yeah, you still down in Washington? No, I'm Where not there. I'm out uh, researching another uh, paper. Always with the big shot with this guy. I love it all the time. You know, Look, I got to get gonna, my name out there in academia. How's things going with your daughter? And it's just like a really pregnant pause. You know, Romeo... I'm going to tell you something I told your papa many years ago. I'll tell you the same thing. And I mean it from the bottom of my heart. Get your shit straight and go be a father to your child. 
Your papa, he was always... His nose was always dirty in something, all the time. He wasn't attentive to you. At times I feel like I was more of your father than he was. And he missed out on a good part of your life. Don't do the same thing. I'm always here for you, Romy. Anytime you call me. We're having bridge night Thursday. Can I count you in? Uh, let me get back to you on that. And he's like, like visibly tearing. He's like, I, I, I gotta go. I, I gotta go. Thank, thanks for the call, Grandpa. Thanks. Take care, Rumi. I love you. Love you too. At the bottom, it just says translated from Yiddish. <laughs> so, the purpose of that call was for you to restore some of your sanity. Yes. So go ahead and make that roll that one d four, and subtract that from your willpower. And so from is... your bond and add that back into your sanity. Okay. So I got a whole extra three. So I'm four above my breaking point at this point. Oh, getting so as you're sitting in the room, having this conversation with your grandfather, Agent Rice, you're back in the task force conference room with, uh, with Officer Hill, and you leave the room to go out and find Lieutenant Fontenot, who then called you out. You hear him from the center of the bullpen, just, all right, let's get moving. We got the address to the next crime scene. Agent Rice, are you gonna be going to the crime scene with me, or are you gonna go with the other agents that are just now left? Um, which way did the agents uh, happen to go? They just went outside the front door. They were the ones that were here before you you showed up. They were part of the, the briefing that we had. And they had left just shortly before you had arrived. But while you were in there looking over the, the material with Officer Hill, they came back and I had announced to everyone that uh, that there was another crime scene. I just want to know if, if we're giving it, going to give you a ride to the crime scene or you're going to hook up with uh, with your boys. Uh, Lieutenant, I... I I'd like to uh, ride with you. That'd be fine. Have you, uh, you got a 20 on Agent Ramirez? Is he going to be joining us? Where, where is he at? Yeah, he, uh, I, I can give him a call in route, uh, Lieutenant. He was, look, he, he's not like me where I can stay up for many, many hours on stakeouts and such. He needed some rest. So he, uh, I dropped him at a hotel to get a little bit of rest. Well, do we want to pick him up or do we want to head on over to the crime scene and send a unit to go pick up your partner? No, I, I think uh, I'll give him a, I'll, I'll send him a text and, and let him know that we're en route and that we'll be picking him up. How, how long do you think it'll take for us to get to, uh, I think we're staying at the Leave It In Hotel. The Leave It In? That's about yeah. uh, eight minutes away from here. Okay. Let me, uh, I'm going to send him a text real quick and just let him know that, that we'll be there in, you know, a few minutes. That sounds great. So I'll um, I'll meet you I, out in the squad car. It's the the plain, all black one. I'll be in it. Okay, give me five minutes. Oh, you gonna have to do better than that, Agent. We got to get all asses out there now. All right, head out. I'm gonna hit the head real quick and hopefully and I'll, don't I'll take you five minutes either. I'll meet you out there in a minute. So, are there any windows um, that that uh, are facing the exterior of this building? From inside, like, can I go look outside from where I'm at? 
probably not from the center of the bullpen. The majority of all the exterior windows would be off major offices that are running the perimeter and probably off of the uh, any one of the restrooms that are up against the outside. So um, as, as Lieutenant makes his way to the front, I want to kind of quickly survey uh, where windows are to the external of the, the building and see if I can you know, surveil maybe these other agents to get an eye on them to see who and what they might be. Okay, so any one of the... Let me see if I could explain the precinct. Imagine that you came in through the south door and you met the officer of the watch at his desk. And there's other benches and there's other officers and civilians loitering around in the the intermediate area the foyer and then there's a door in the back a double set of double doors and that led that opened onto the bullpen now from the bullpen you see that there's offices that ring the exterior of the bullpen in a horseshoe like fashion those particular offices would be east and uh, west. east west and north and obviously the bathroom would be yeah. against the north wall so you'd have to be in one of those offices to look out east or west or even north but, but not the south. entrance and exit barring an emergency exit is out of the south okay um i'm still going to i'm gonna follow Fontnut, but i'm gonna kind of trail him a little bit so that i can um pause for a moment before i leave the double doors just to kind of scope out into that parking lot and okay. see if again see if i can surveil who these other agents are okay as you get to the front of the building you see fontenot he he gives a nod to the officer that's at the desk and he just goes through the door swings open you know the glass door and he starts going down the steps down into the parking lot uh as you're standing there looking out on the parking lot why don't you go ahead and make a what do you want to make a search or an alertness check um i'll do a search okay that is uh, 96 over 50. <laughs> <laughs> yeah you just see a lot of squad cars and unmarked cars leaving the parking lot you're unable to make out any distinguishing features of drivers of either one of those kinds of cars and it's probably because at this point it's about 6:20 at night and it's dark. Your key source of illumination is street lamps because you look up in the sky and you can see that the clouds are actually starting to to come in heavy. You start seeing that there's a mist coming down over over the parking lot as well as the other cars and everything else. It's probably that storm that Heisenberg had been talking about that was going to be hitting the Big Easy. So you know that Time is of the essence. Uh, so I'm going to make my way to uh, Lieutenant Fontenot or Fontenot uh, okay. towards his vehicle. And it's one of the first vehicles. Obviously, his rank gives him privilege of as to where to park. He hits the unlock button and he says, so uh, are we going to pick up your partner right now? Yeah. Yeah. I've already texted him. Uh, he's expecting us in a few minutes. Uh, let, let's get going. Um, I'm, but uh, did you text? You texted Ramirez? I did. I texted on the phone you, that you've you, got. You get the like the three dots, and he's like, "Stall. <laughs> Tell him I've got dysentery." Uh, have you texted back? Then is 
Yeah, so oh. you get you get the box on your phone. He's just like, no, stall. I, I got to go do something. Can't be seen. Okay, how much time do you need? I'll meet you at the next spot. Give me an hour. Dot, dot, dot. You see it just, it starts like writing and then it stops. Okay. So I get into the vehicle with uh, LT. Okay. All right. Let's uh, let's start making our way over there, LT. When we're once we get out of the uh, precinct and the parking lot, and we're driving for a few minutes, I'm gonna start going, oh, you know, making like oh, oh noises and like holding my what the my, hell is wrong with you, agent? You know, I'm not feeling so good. All of a sudden, it just came over me like really quickly. Can you can you stop off? I think I might be sick, like out both ends. You eating the local cuisine around here? Yeah, I heard that the the food here is really good, but I think we might have stopped off before we came back to the precinct at a place that it looked good. But I I just can we get stopped someplace because I'm I'm gonna shit my pants and mm-hmm. I'm gonna throw up all over your squad car. He pulls into a Popeye's chicken. Oh my. Why don't you uh, see if they can help you with your problem? You think you're going to be in there for a little while, Agent? Uh, yeah, I'm not feeling so hot right I mean, now. Okay, I'm going to have to leave you behind then. I'll have a squad come by and pick you up. I mean, okay. I, I mean, no disrespect for you, but uh, I'm running this show. And I understand. If you've, I'm not you've... there, so. I get it. You have a job to do. I, I totally understand. So I just, I'll, I'll get Ramirez. I'll take care of him. But oh, I, I, I gotta go. I'll, I'll take care of him. I'll figure out how to get to the crime scene. Um, real quick, what, what's the address? He looks down at his his phone and pulls up the text. It's uh, thirty two oh six, Renview Drive. Okay, and as he's saying that, I'm like, I'm running into the Popeyes. Meanwhile, your phone is also like blowing up. <laughs> so <laughs> I go in, up. I, I go in and then I'm waiting for him to, uh, I'm he, like in, inside the, the Popeyes, but I'm in a spot where he can't see me. I'm waiting for him to leave. Well, as soon as your ass cleared the door jam, he took off. He's okay. not waiting for anything. And he already had the light on, just not the siren, but you just see him bolt out of there. So Everybody from inside the Popeyes runs out the other side. Yeah, they're just like deciding if they're going to, the if they should fight or Whoa. flight kind of feel. Yeah. Man, it's the Popo. So I uh, text uh, Ramirez and I just say, broke from LT. Uh, he's headed the crime scene. Bought you some time. You see uh, all the texts that he sent are like Googled images of bathrooms that are just destroyed. And he's like, show him this. Tell him this is me. So at this point, Ramirez, what is what is your game plan at this point? Um, So I'm assuming at this point he's feeling pretty exhausted. So my thought was to find somewhere to get like a five hour energy Maybe some of those, uh, like the trucker pills, some sort of like something to get him back up. Your best bet. Um, let's see here. Make a human int check. Oh, shit. I was thinking that was a good roll. I rolled a, a 20 and got a two. 
Damn it. I got an 86, and that's over 62. Yeah, you're not really sure where would be a good venue to get your second supplement. Um, but you think that probably the five-hour energy drink could probably be purchased through the little snack area at the front of the, the motel. You know, they have okay. the candy bars and, and other little things like that, so... So I think um, he's going to get ready to leave for the day. So he leaves the rifle. He's going to, you know, that's going to stay in that vent where we left it. But he is going to take the um, the Mossberg because it, it folds. So he'll put that under his coat and then the pistol and um, take the ammunition and stuff. He'll, um, as he's leaving, he's going to look around and see if there's anybody outside. Uh, in the hallway? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, there's nobody in the hallway left or right it's actually okay. pretty quiet all right so he'll lock the door i wish i knew enough from like spy movies to set something up to see if somebody had been in our room like without us oh i know what i was gonna say um he'll he'll put like a 20 dollar bill and i'll take this off of my money he's gonna put it somewhere like he's hiding it but in the hopes that if somebody comes in to rob the room they find that and leave like a ringer yeah, so he's gonna put it somewhere that like like in the top drawer because that's where it's safe. And we'll just count that as being forever gone. But to, hopefully to dissuade if you know somebody comes in to make up the bed or whatever. Um, so yes, he'll he'll do the twenty, lock the door, and then he'll start heading down to the lobby. Okay. Go go into the lobby. You see, oh, old Flo is still sitting behind the counter reading her one of the many newspaper rags that similar to the ones that she was reading a short while ago, probably the same one. And she doesn't really pay attention to you as you walk into the lobby. She's just chewing her gum, smoking her cigarette, minding her own business as she's going through this thing. It's going to um, look around. Is there like a snack machine or something like that down there? There's a glass counter, mm -hmm. you know, where you could see like a display counter and you could see that they have a few candy bars, a few energy drinks some five hour energy drinks cokes uh just just light stuff chips little small little bags of chips little boxes of cereal frosted Condoms, flakes ibuprofen yeah just, yeah, just little shit like that nothing um, nothing that's gonna feed you but if you're on a some kind of a tweaker type thing it'd probably be good for a sweet tooth maybe i guess um, I yeah know. so he'll get like a he'll, he'll walk up to where you purchase those things and <clears throat> um could, oh, hey, could, could i get a couple of these things well, sorry, sure, to, well, sorry to bother you, man. No problem, hon. What, what, what would you like? And he's just like pointing. He's like, could I get like three of the Snickers and an Almond Joy? Sure, um, sure. Four of the five-hour energy drinks. Um, yeah. Four of those? Or Did for other people. Okay. Yeah, it's not I'm just not for judging. me. I'm not judging. I'm just worried for your kidneys. That's all. Oh, okay. it's not, not just for me, man. Okay, four of those. He's like, you got any beer back there? Kind of looking. Uh, we don't have an alcohol license to sell i don't ask about an alcohol license you got any beer well sure i got some beer i got all kinds of things back here. you know you caught you look different now you look uh no, i got cleaned up do i look like a cop come on he's like 50 clean, pounds overweight you clean up pretty nice she's oh, like see like now you're the one that's flirting this, with me rubbing the sweat out from underneath her boobs oh yeah flow <laughs> Um, well, so, what, yeah. what, what, what are you looking for, honey? 
And he's just like, yeah, you got any light beer back there or something? I'll take uh, that and like a bag of chips. I've got a couple of uh, St. Paulas back here. Absolutely. Okay. Look, can sure. I get all this in a paper bag? <laughs> Why not? I drink my meals from paper bags too. So she nice. puts the candy bars in there, the five-hour energy drinks. Um, she puts two beers in there. What would we say we call it an even hunted? Okay. Well, that was easy. And he's like, do you have a... Happen to know a taxi I could call? Yeah, they Somebody usually staged cash. right out front there. Yeah, they, okay. all, they all take cash. Okay. Uh, anything to keep them from having to run the meter... However, you want to ask them ahead of time. You want to tell them where you're going to go and ask them what it'll cost. Because if you don't and you get there, it's going to be a lot more. He's get like, your price up front, okay? Okay. He's like, yeah, I've heard stories. I know how it goes. And he's already like popping one of the beers. Um, Say, um, do you need anything a little stronger, maybe? I mean, I'm just, just curious. I mean. He's like, uh, not now. Let me, uh, no, nah, no. Nah. But if you want to keep an eye on that room, just, you know, remember, you know, just keep an eye out. That's all. Sure thing. I'll be you back. Bet, darling. Okay. All right. Don't drink and those all at once, huh? Slides the hundred over with a wink. She just takes it and just puts it like in her shirt. Doesn't even put it in the register. Hell yeah. A woman after my own heart, man. You're going to make me fall in love. Oh, please. Everybody always falls in love with me. Every time they come in. She's been married like six six times, 25 kids. Yeah, half these rooms I broke in. Been married oh, by the hour, if you know what I mean. <laughs> All right. On that, Ramirez is going to bid her adieu and head towards the taxi stand. Okay. Yeah. Rice, what is what is it you're doing in this uh, Popeyes? Um, <clears throat> I am now looking for a vehicle that I can procure to get me out of this location and headed towards Ramirez like to steal in a way. Yes. Is that what we're looking at? Okay. Yes. You see in the parking lot, there were five cars. You see a red Chevy S 10 truck. <laughs> you see a, an older tan, uh, Capri classic. <laughs> wow. You see a late 90s Ford Mustang, black. You see a Toyota Celica, probably late 90s. Really low to the ground. It's got some boss-ass wheels, antennas, dice, and all that other shit on the hanging around it. And you see some kind of a truck... It's difficult to tell the, the make and model. It looks like it might be a, a like a late 70s Dodge Ram primered. What year is that S10? Uh, it's in the early 80s, somewhere between 80 and 84. And what about the Caprice Classic? I'm going to say it's probably uh, mid-90s. Did they even make the Caprice in mid-90s? I think they stopped making them in the 70s. They did in this universe, mother. Yeah, no, mid-90s. Delta okay. Green. Oh. Okay, mid-90s. Okay. Um, is there, uh, what else is around this Popeyes? Are there any other businesses or parking lots with vehicles? Yeah, you see there's a, like a, like a Walmart, but it's much further down the street. 
It, it appears to be at the end of a shopping center that has okay. a bunch of smaller stores that are to the peripheral of it, you know, just branching off from it uh, across this, the main drag of what you're looking at. You see some old buildings that look uh, just run down. A lot of the windows are busted out. No cars in there, just a lot of uh, growth growing up to and into the buildings. looks like they've been abandoned for some time. Okay. So um, I'm going to look around and I'm going to kind of make my way towards that late 70s Dodge truck. Okay. And um, in in relationship to the Popeye's, the windows, where where is this truck? Like, is it in full view of, you know, all the patrons inside or? No, uh, you would have to be, like, if you're entering the glass doors, say you're entering from the, from the north, so you're facing south. This truck would be in the parking lot against the west side of the parking lot. Okay. So you would have to be almost at the doors to see it. And anybody okay. from the counter, which is in the deep south of the store, is not going to be able to see that. Okay. So I'm going to make my way over um, and, and just see. I'm going to try the door, the passenger side first. Okay. And see if it's open. Yeah, it's open. Okay. So I, I slide into that vehicle, and I'm assuming this is 70, so it's going to be a bench. Pitbull so, inside. Yeah. Oh. So, <laughs> yeah. So I lay down on that bench. I have my head under the dash, um, and I'm going to try to... Well, first, I'm going to just reach up and see if there's a spare key in the um, the uh, sun visor. Okay, why don't you roll a luck check? Now, we're going to use a d20. Remember, 11 and above is luck for you. Uh, come on, baby. Hard 20. And that's what we're looking for. Oh, shit. It's an eight. Eight. You do not see a key there. Okay, so I'm going to reach. Now I'm going to try to hotwire this thing. And I figure since it's a 1970s, it should be a lot easier. And and considering his background, even though he's an ATF agent, he's okay. he's done some he's done some shit in his time. So I'm going to try so, to hotwire this thing. So what um, we're going to do in order for you to hotwire this vehicle? Tell me which skill you think would apply and in the proper context that you I have, have the, a rank in. You have heavy machinery? <laughs> hey, I've got the drive skill. <laughs> Wrong kind of drive. I get it. Um, like oh, I have that real life. I can't do that stuff. Okay, so what we're going to do is I'll have you give me a dex check on that. Okay. So because you don't have craft as a skill but I want to still give you the, give you the opportunity to try to make this happen. So okay. there's going to be a number next to your decks, and then there's a, that number multiplied by five. It's a 65%. So what do you have for your decks skill that you need to be? 65. 65? Okay, so let's see you make that roll. <laughs> that is a 74 over 65. Okay. Not only are you unsuccessful with this, but you think you may be hearing some people either going in or coming out of the restaurant. But you're kind of laid down on the bench, so you 
Unless you poke your head up over the windowsill, you really can't tell. Which then may expose you. Yes, Ramirez. I sent him a text. Getting you're a car. laying down and you're hearing mm -hmm. somebody, you, you can't tell if they if they stopped at the door, if they're going in or coming out. And as you're, you know, heightened awareness, like, fuck, are they coming here? Did they see me? Did I close the passenger door? You feel your phone vibrate and you feel that you've gotten a text. I'm going to ignore the text for right now. Nice. I got to, I got to get out of here. So I'm going to like the passenger door. I'm going to slink out of the passenger door, but I'm not going to like walk out. I'm going to fall out. Like I'm like drunk, okay. like I've been drinking. And you hear someone say, you see, I told you there was somebody in your truck and you look over and you see two individuals wearing aprons obviously employees of the restaurant and they start making their way towards you let's get that motherfucker what's he doing in your ride they start pumping so i'm I, i'm like i'm trying to stand up but i'm like stumbling and i'm i'm acting like i'm gonna throw up like i'm like i'm sorry Holy i just fuck frank he throw up in your truck no, 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 no. I didn't throw up. I just, I, I wasn't feeling well. I just needed someplace to lie down. I, Julius, I'm, hold I'm this so bitch sorry. up. You, Julius. The fuck you doing in my ride? I'm sorry, man. I just, I wasn't feeling well. I just, I needed someplace to lie down that was comfortable. And your truck looked like it had a lot of space. I'm really, really sorry, man. I'm like, you know, like I'm going to throw up on him. They're looking around to see if anybody's watching. Then roll him. See what he's got on him. Oh, shit. Compensate. Fuck him up, Rice. They act, one of the, the guy that's kind of holding you up, he's starting to pat you down. Oh, hell no. To feel what you got. And he feels something hard in a holster on your side. Oh, oh shit. Hell. I think this guy's packing. FBI motherfucker. So while he is, a, um, I am going to um, punch him straight in the balls. I'm going to hit him in the balls and then I'm going to come up and hit him in the face. You know, okay. like. Jackie Chan kind of move. Okay, so here's what we'll be doing. We're going to look at the different dexes of what you and what these two individuals have. And that's how that's going to play down. Are we, uh, is it dex or, or would we also use, um, and I'm asking, I'm not, I'm not questioning. Um, would power play into or strength or no. is it just truly dex? Well, this is the reason why we use decks because that determines your initiative. You don't okay. roll for initiative. It's whoever has the decks, the highest decks. Got that's it. what it goes by. Just straight up decks. Okay. And I have a distinguishing we, feature called fast hands. That's part of this character. I don't know if that means anything. It sounds fucking made up to me. What it's the not. It was on the. No, it's flurry of blows, man. He's got flurry of blows. No, it was on the. It was on the. The character you sheet. On your Pathfinder two sheet. Okay, so their dex is eleven. Mine's thirteen. Okay, so you go first. Tell me what you want to do. Um, uh, this just uh, sets initiative, right? Yep, you get to go first. So the okay. one guy's holding on to you. And I am gonna. I'm gonna like punch him straight in the balls okay that's your first attack go for it and your only okay. attack by the way okay and and as far as attacks go is that a percentile or is that a d20 yeah, you're gonna roll under your percentile got for it. that okay. particular attack 
That's a 26 under 65. That's going to hit, man. There you go. And that damage should be 1d4. 1d4. For unarmed damage. It is funny that it doesn't add like a strength bonus. I know I'm... Well, the reason why is because most people only have like fucking 10 hit points, 12 hit points, somewhere along that line. That's a two. True. Two? And and just I'm trying to just get get loose and them incapacitated enough that I can take off. Okay. Yeah, and you crank this dude right in the groin and he like oh, bends over and kind of and lets you go. And the other man, he kind of steps back and stays back. The guy bending over doesn't doesn't move forward either. Both men stay back because they realize at this point that whatever you were pretending to be you know, inebriated or sick or whatever. As soon as you came online, boom, you had the, the eye of the tiger getting ready to, to do deliver damage to the to the family jewels and like you were wide awake and they knew that you were strapped too. So you could have taken a completely different alternative route to dealing with these guys. So they both just kind of stand back. I mean they're they're wiry guys. They're not you know they're in their early twenties. They're not really looking to to go against a bull like you. Okay. Give me your fucking keys. Make a persuasion check. Okay. That is a... This one? 89 over 50. Like, fuck you, man. Fuck you. And you see one of them, the guy that owns the truck, start reaching into the truck and opening up the glove box, and he's reaching around for something in there. That is his move. Okay, and I'm still close to this guy, right? Yeah, I thought you were going to leave, but I don't know. Are you still going to yeah, stay there? Yeah, I, well, I was trying to get the keys. So at this point, I'm booking it. I'm taking off towards um, uh, towards the Walmart. Okay. And like I said, it's dark at this point. So as soon as you leave the parking lot, you're in shadows at this point until you reach the next parking lot where the, the lights are above. And you see that this kid's got some kind of a revolver in his hands because he's under the lights. And he's... He's looking around for you. He's like, yeah, you better fucking run. You come back here. You go to Long John's, motherfucker. You don't come back to Popeye's. <laughs> and I'll Long see you in next fish session. basket, baby. <laughs> I'll see you <laughs> next session. We'll be back uh, with that two-piece and a drink next session. Yeah, you better <laughs> ice your balls, bitch. <laughs> That's right. Thank you for joining us once again on Roll the Hard 20 Podcast. Remember, you can find us and subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Amazon Podcasts, and Audible. And if you like what you're listening to, leave us that five-star rating and review. We have also have a YouTube channel at Roll the Hard 20, so if you're into watching, head on over and hit that subscribe bell. We can also be found in the wild on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. So don't forget to look for us there and check us out. You can also contact the show directly at RollTheHard20Podcast at gmail.com or head on over to the website at RollTheHard20Podcast.com where you can download the current show directly, pick and choose past shows from our archives, or view our galleries. We've got a lot of stuff posted there, so check us out. And finally... 
Join us on our Patreon page at patreon.com slash rollthehard20podcast, where you can become a hard slinger and pick up swag. So until next session, keep your dice warm and your glass topped off as you roll those hard 20s.